Thank you for tuning in to Face for Radio. This is episode 11 that you're hearing tonight. Face for Radio is available on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play Podcasts, and at our website, echoplexmedia.com, where you can find links to all of the sources and music used in this program. Keep in mind what you're about to hear is a heavily edited version of our live show, which runs every Thursday from 9 to midnight Pacific Standard Time. If you don't want to miss out on all the shenanigans, be sure to check out the Listen Live tab on our website for more information. Finally, if you'd like to support EchoplexMedia.com with a financial contribution, consider becoming a patron at patreon.com forward slash Echoplex. Now, get ready for the show. As always, the music you'll hear in this particular episode is Cat Show and the Darling Misfits with their song, Somebody Call the Doctor, the official theme song to Face for Radio, Jeremiah Lee Verse, Featuring Juan Maserati and Bobby B with their song Harder Still. And finally, Lords of Sealand with their song Brittle Bones. It's an emergency. Harrison, say hello. Hey, everybody. Good evening. Welcome home, buddy. We got the whole we got the whole crew here now. Finally, so good to see you. I know, you. right? Um, when did we officially start? Uh, like nine nine oh five. Brilliant. Mm. I was gonna tell you guys to go ahead and uh, go ahead and, and and hit the play button, and uh, and then I had my phone out and I was tucked into a corner trying to, you know, text madly while I was like in between four tables, and then the manager comes up and goes. Do you want to write up? <laughs> no, I don't. No, I don't. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, I'm gonna put my phone away. <laughs> so I couldn't even tell you guys to go ahead and you know start the show. So yeah, no, we just um, we just made it happen. Oh uh, yeah, no, not and a big and, deal. I, and I'm glad that you did. And I'm oh um I'm Daffy. I swear I'm I'm super. Da- I am. It's like tomorrow is like the first day of July. And Aww. guess who's like freaking the fuck out now because it's like four weeks till I leave for a month. Oh my god! 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 Yeah. Final countdown. The final countdown. Yeah, no, no, it's, it's super annoying. No, and it's it's more like I'm already tired of working. Can I go on vacation? Fuck, you got senioritis. <laughs> hey, dude, I'm so tired of working. But I did hit my goal. I have saved up enough money. Woohoo! Uh, and have paid for everything. Excellent. Pot five. And now it's like everything pay my else bills is, and is then pay more onto the credit money. cards and Ooh. then have extra money waiting for me when I come home. Hopefully, yeah. That or um, dare to dream. Take take a couple of extra days off and actually have a social life before I leave. <laughs> mm. <laughs> What's that? Well, I've been I've had a bit of a modicum of it, but anyways, um, let's we can we can get past all of the uh, all of that and just focus on my haircut today. <laughs> oh yeah, nice haircut. See, you're a, oh yeah. See, Sarah, I love you. You never notice these things. Corinne, on the other hand, she goes. 
You have a gentleman's haircut. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I thought you looked different. I may have uh, some photos of that earlier. to a lady's haircut. Uh, well, you know, it's uh, you know, it's it's haircut? groomed and split, and you know, I've put a little product in it. See, I thought you were just having a flat hair day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> flat hair day. A flat hair day. Yeah. You know, like oh, a, yeah. Like a flat earth day. Well, normally, oh, normally my hair is You've very unkempt, poop. but you know, hey. Yeah, yeah it's, my, it's a, like a, a flat hair day, like a flat earth. Like a flat earth day. Like a flat earth day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, you know what? I feel really bad, actually. I, uh, I I was in downtown Campbell right about the time you got off work, but I, I had already been out. I don't work Thursdays. Uh, yesterday was Wednesday. Oh, yesterday. Gotcha. Yesterday. Gotcha. I was in downtown Campbell and I drove by the bookstore and I saw you and I was like, mm, no, no. Mm, sleepy time now. Oh, that's just... okay. <laughs> I went home. I fell asleep. It was beautiful. <laughs> and then I get to see uh, Lady Slade the other day. Yes, it was such a nice surprise. Passing ships in the afternoon. Um and uh, she didn't even notice. If I hadn't, if I hadn't let out like a very, very feminine shriek when I saw her, then she would not have known that I was there. Oh so my I, God, go I literally was just like, oh, and she looks at me, and I, and then I was, <laughs> and ran in his arms. And it was this magical. running leapy thing, you know, it was like uh, in a meadow with like dandelions. Yeah, I wonder everywhere. what everyone else was thinking Harrison's when they saw breasts. <laughs> so, so just, just up and down as he jogs across the street. Now I make light of the the shriek that I made only because well I'm not I don't have a problem with it but um the the gal I had been talking to not ten seconds before I saw you was my GM. <laughs> oh my! So I come in the next day and she goes Harrison I didn't realize that you could shriek like that. Right. Oh. I was like well I saw a very important person she goes yeah I gathered that. Did you recently join the Castrati? <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to bring back that one. You're supposed time. to do that as a child. Oh, <laughs> see. Yeah. All right, let's talk about uh, Lego Star Wars. Holla. Um, I don't know if any of you uh, have seen any of the gameplay or seen any of the commercials involved with this. Um, but I think people are being way too critical. It's uh, The reviews are kind of ho hum. I mean, it's yeah. a Lego game. A Lego game yeah. is going to be, for all intents and purposes, epic. Games always are. Yeah. The replay value on these things are ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I think for a bunch of naysayers to be coming out going, meh, I don't really like it. They can all just stuff it, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Randall. Well, the 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 things that I've been hearing have mostly involved uh, the fact that it feels like the game's too long, because unlike the last couple of Lego Star Wars movies that came out, which tackle entire, which tackle sets of three films apiece. This one is just about The Force Awakens. So they had to add a bunch of stuff to flesh out the game, to, to flesh out the story of the game. They had to basically invent a bunch of stuff from whole cloth in mm. order to create enough hours of gameplay to make a complete title. Well, that's evidenced in the very, uh, um, I think a couple of weeks ago we did mm-hmm. um, the the first, uh, I think, what, 15 minutes? Yeah. yeah. And the, the whole bit with Poe um, yeah, yeah. after his, his X-Wing is, is, is hit, and he's like, he, he, he builds the gun, and then the, the, the stormtroopers, they build the turret, and he has to like hit certain marks mm-hmm. on it. Like, I thought that was ingenious oh, that, I, they're, that oh, they're, they're putting more... Mm-hmm. gameplay into it so that you get it, it's it's creating extensions of the movie mm-hmm. you know for the for the real diehard nuts out there like mm-hmm. i ate it up yeah i yeah. was eating it up and and i i personally can't wait to play the game mm-hmm. granted i don't think i have the right console to play it on because i still have an x 360 but 
Yeah. I Either way. But from what I heard, it's and I, I and I agree with you. I think that kind of stuff is great. Yeah. Like putting, you know, shoehorning in shoehorning in some extra some extra side story stuff. Mm-hmm. But the the complaint that I've heard is that there's just there's too much of it because there's not enough source material. There's not enough existing source material to pull from because they're doing it about just this one film as opposed right. to right. having no, three films you can you. tap in where you can add like two or three little side questy things like that. Mm-hmm. But there's like six or seven yeah. in this game. There's so many and they they kind of don't really have anything to do with anything. Um, and uh, the other complaint that I've heard is that uh, the some of the new gameplay stuff that they've incorporated uh, is a bit overused and um, kind of and and kind of extraneous. And again, again, I think this has to do. I think this probably ties in with the fact that since there's not enough source material to kind of create to to create enough variance of of puzzles and objectives and stuff to solve, that they're kind of falling back with this one on. The weight, you know, the 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 titular weight of the franchise, along with these new gimmicks that they've incorporated with gameplay to sort of make it happen. Um, but that those things them those things themselves are really cool, but just a bit overwrought um, in the course of the title. But at the same time, the thing that people have been saying is that the side quest stuff that they did put in is actually the, the some of the side story stuff they put in is actually pretty fun, uh-huh. and the stories themselves are are fun, and that they're they're written well, and so on and so forth. But that um, you know that that like you know Disney and Lego could have maybe waited until all three movies had come out to do something like this. But I'm they not su- won't. No, but I'm not surprised they didn't. No. You know, I mean, they're everybody's trying to make this big ass money grab right in the beginning. Sure. You know, with Star Wars, because it's like, well, you know, what if it? You know, obviously, the you know that first movie didn't fail, but then it's like, well, what if Rogue One doesn't do well? Mm-hmm. You know, we got to get because if Rogue One doesn't do well, like this whole thing is going to Disney's going to have a really, really tough time. Well, they're going to have to hit the restart button probably or or yeah. like throw all of their eggs into episode eight. And yeah, but let's be honest, even if it's mediocre, it's still going to do ridiculously well. Oh, of course it will. Okay. Yeah, it will. Of course it will. Let's be honest. I don't think I don't know. I don't I'm not. I'm not remotely be. worried. Yeah. Not did you, remotely worried. You weren't here for it, but did you catch? Did you did you read the story on the docket about what they're about what they're talking about? What Kathleen Kennedy was talking about doing with Rogue One about removing the classic scrolling title sequence from Rogue One, like a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Got, mm-hmm. Boom credits and then yeah, the, the opening. They're talking about maybe taking it out and just having it for the and core just having trilogies. it for the core and just having it for the core feature films. Cool. Uh, totally fine with that. I don't totally fine with that you know what if it honestly if they uh i i i I like that but that is that to me is an essential theme that must be maintained in the in in the trilogies uh and seeing as how they're working on the final trilogies i don't want to continue to see that well i won't be bothered if i do continue to see it but i will not be upset if they remove it altogether Mm -hmm. it won't bother me yeah, I don't know. I just, to me, it's like, it just, it's, you know, and again, Rogue One is something new and something different. Yeah. So, so they're trying new things out. It's just, it's it's one of those. And they won't be doing anthology films. So again, that's okay if they, if they take away, if they take that away uh, and try to do something new, or if they just do kind of a classic opening, mm-hmm. you know, with, with the anthology film or the, uh, the, the other films that aren't the anthology films. I'll be okay with it, but you know what? Let's see what they're gonna do. Maybe, maybe they'll give it a go uh, for Rogue One, and then they'll they'll move away from it. We fear change. <laughs> I fear change. Um, 
you know, when you when you think about this on on the you know, like we were saying before, coming coming hot on the Ooh. heels of uh, coming hot on the heels of everything else, mm-hmm. you know, that they're talking about changing with Rogue One. I'm just like, you guys just keep dropping bombs that are sca- you're, you're I'm like Disney, you're scaring people. Like, well, stop it. You know, <laughs> I, I mean, I, I think I think uh, you guys can all agree with me on the table. Maybe some of you will. That keeping with certain themes, you know, for for the for the for eight and nine are going to be important to maintain some kind of consistency, of course, and continuity. But they have to break new ground with these new movies. Mm-hmm. They have to with Rogue One and the Han Solo film and 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 whatever else they end up doing. They have to break new ground and they have to go away from the the kind of tropes and the and, and the things that we've come to know and maybe they can't love. let it become too formulaic. No, they can't because then it will just become boring and then uh, and then we'll hate them and then we will hate them and then. The, the, but how does forty five seconds of intro? I was just gonna say the same same thing. How come that intro is gonna do that? Yeah, how is that intro going to ruin going to ruin the rest of the movies? You can make the movies as totally different as you want because the intro is accompanied by something, you know, that scrolling title intro is accompanied by something else that's really important, which is the fucking Star Wars theme. True. So does that mean you're going to drop John Williams' fucking theme song for Star Wars in Rogue One 2? Cuz like, I don't know how I feel about that. I mean, that's like that's you know like the definitive musical you, you, work you of the Star Wars ever. You know, we fear change. Some of us don't. Yeah. I'm okay with that. Let's let's have a go. Let's see how Change it is. Change is good for you. Yeah, we'll see. It's okay. I mean, you shaved off your beard. What if they yeah, do something even yeah, more cool? Yeah. <laughs> I like it. I'm on Team Babyface now. Oh yeah. Well, you're on Team Scruffy Face. Yeah, right I'm on now. Team Scruffy Face today. Scruffy nerf herder. Yeah. <laughs> If you're in the San Jose area and you'd like to be on the Plex, please visit our website, echoplexmedia.com, or find us on Facebook. The Plex would like to give a shout out to Soapbox Media. Soapbox Media is Randall Aubrey's news and opinion website. Also coming soon is Soapbox Radio, which will be produced right here at the Plex. To check out Soapbox, visit getuponit.org and get up on it. lot of fun talking about game of thrones we could probably easily spend the rest of the night talking about that so but yeah. we're not gonna we're not gonna do that because we want so people good. to continue to listen to this program yeah uh but we are gonna take kind of a half pivot and talk about this really awesome lady that i discovered on the interwebs the other day her name is samantha kato mott better known by the alias samantha swords Guys, we found a real-life Brienne of Tarth, and she kind of looks like Cersei Lannister, and she's fucking amazing. She's a champion sword fighter, writer, and an actress. She's from New Zealand. Uh, has oh, done a bunch so of work. She's got a cool accent. She's got a great accent. She's done a lot of work with Wedded Workshop. She's gorgeous and pretty talented and just this amazing sword fighter, and she practices what she refers to as Western martial arts, which refers to the sort of classic... Um, you know, just the, the classic like Western, so, you know, sword fighting techniques and stuff that were developed all throughout Europe and everything through the, you know, through the Middle Ages and everything. And um, dude, this chick, this chick is badass. 
she um does costume design and writing and stuff too she's designed her all all of the weapons and armor that she uses is all custom designed by her and people at weta workshop who like built this stuff up for her. and she's she's the shit dude uh, a couple years ago, she went to an international jousting tournament in, uh, I believe it was in New Zealand, and was the first woman to compete in an open competition at historical longsword combat and place first. Woohoo! Yeah, she beat everybody. Amazing. That's right. I like, love it. Yeah, she's. I love it. She says hot. She's such a badass. Yeah, and she's hot. She's which hot, is like, hot. which is just the icing on, which is just the icing on this like badassery cake, right? I'm always really happy to see a badass woman kick some man ass, mm-hmm. but it's it is nice <laughs> to also see that she can still be a lady too. Cause that's how I like to be. I want to kick some ass and still be a fancy fucking lady. A fancy fucking lady. But she scratches her balls <laughs> right? and spits into the spittoon next to her. <laughs> yeah, no, this... I am a lady. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. <laughs> no, she's uh she's really cool. I was reading this this uh this article with her, uh this interview somebody did with her from this website called The Surge. And I mean not only is this not only is this chick really cool because of like all this because of all the amazing stuff that she does, but at the same time she's got she's got a way about her. Like there's a there's an interview. She's got you, a way about her. <laughs> there's just the things that, like the things that she says, and, and she's just she's got this very sort of inspirational way about here. There was a great quote uh, from her in this article where she talks about this. This one hit this one hit home for me really personally, where she said, "Quote: When you're a child, you fall down so much, but that's okay. When we hit adulthood." There's a misguided idea that it's not okay to learn something new because we're not excellent at it right away. And the biggest thing that I want people to know is that it's okay to mess up. If you treated a four-year-old child with the same attitude as you treat yourself, that would be very cruel. Give yourself the same understanding for learning new skills as you would a child. You're an innocent, beautiful being who's still curious about the world. End quote. I cried when I read that. Like a little bit. Like I'm not Fancy. even joking. I've been kind of in a. Sorry, all I heard was you are not a beautiful and unique snowflake. You are the same <laughs> decaying organic matter as everyone else. We are beautiful, unique snowflakes. But who's gonna look at a fucking snowflake in a blizzard? That's a good point. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Nobody gives a shit. Nobody. Randall, gives a excuse Nobody me? cares about your feelings right if you, now. If you, if you go, well, excuse me. I'm gonna go kill myself. <laughs> Thanks. So, Let me get you hey, some rope. Why are you gonna be such a pussy? Just do it right here, man. Just do it here, right I'm here. I'm just gonna break this bottle. Slit your fucking wrist, man. I'm gonna hold on. Let me see my just keys. Just get it done. Let me see my keys real quick. I'm just gonna stab one right into my wrist right now. That being said, if nobody else gives a shit about you and yours, why shouldn't you have some fun? Learn some new skills. Like, do your ride. Fucking people. go for it. Yeah. You wanna you wanna learn to fucking battle like you're a goddamn Viking or a knight? Yeah, go for it. You want to learn how to to build your own ship or go sailing or or I don't know f- do with horses or some shit I don't know we in equestrian it's your own yeah. ride man well it's like in going beyond that it's like you want to learn how to code yeah like don't I mean, learn I don't, how to code yeah. don't be so fucking hard on yourself if you're not good at it right away that's, that's like okay. the whole sentiment behind this this thing is it's like <laughs> you know like she said it's like when we're adults it's you know 
we we a lot of times tend to just kind of throw our hands up in the air and quit something if we're not good at it right away. When it's children, we don't do that. We just like, because we're so curious to want to know things and learn and grow and expand as and children. And everyone around and, you is really accepting of, it's okay. Mm-hmm. It's okay to fail. Yeah. But when you're an adult, it's like, no, 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 no. Your time is precious. We're all dying. All of your time should be, you know, allotted for money making things because otherwise you can't pay rent or eat. Wow. I know. It's depressing. Dark turn again. Yeah. (laughs) I found this one depressing. Thanks, guys. I'm not going to go slip my wrists. Oh, is it, is it your turn to kill yourself? No, now? absolutely not. I I've, I have important things to do here in the next few weeks. Oh no, no, absolutely not. You're gonna slit your wrist in I will have no, absolutely not again. I will have the biggest shitty and grin on my face when I get off that plane. That or I just won't come home. <laughs> right. Not like, that I would blame you. Hey guys, it's like September third. I know I was supposed to be back like five days ago, but guess what? Um, <laughs> like Randall, it's your show now. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I'm not ready. <laughs> I'm not ready. I'm not ready. That's right. You'll see me in the in the throes of uh, some passionate embrace with some curly red haired girl. And we're like, hmm. Harrison, what have I told you about the redheads? Home. Dude, <laughs> I'm going to the land of the red haired women. All right, let's talk about other things. Okay. Let's do that. I thought it was funny that the 17-year-old Korean girl yes, thank you. <laughs> was really good at video okay. games. That two pros were like, nah, she's not. Oh, she's got to be was... cheating. And then uh, they bet the career. How could she possibly be good? Yeah. And a little girl. You're not a real gamer. <laughs> yeah, they bet their career on it. <laughs> Suck it, motherfuckers. Uh, guess what? Yeah, no, this <laughs> she was, wasn't cheating. This was fucking brilliant. And what's brilliant is this game, over, this game Overwatch is a fucking hard ass game too. It looks too. cool, man. It's super cool, but it's I haven't actually played it personally, but I was at a party the other uh yeah. the other day where <clears throat> a couple of dudes were a couple of dudes were playing it and they're super into it. And I was asking them a few questions about it and they're like they're like, "Yeah, this game is nightmarishly fucking difficult." Like, oh, there's a lot of FPS carts out there that are pretty tough, but they're like, "This is one of the toughest FPS carts carts I've ever played." And and I I I have died way too much way way more than i ever have in any other games and apparently a lot of the players in this game are like are really fiercely competitive too kind of above and beyond even a lot of other similar uh titles so this game is no this game is no joke and this girl at 17 is just is just fucking everybody up in this in this game and nobody and and yeah like nobody can believe she was nobody can believe she's actually this good but then you watch this video from the from the link that we we put in the show notes it's like a fifteen minute, like a fifteen minute video of her playing the game, and she kills everybody and doesn't die once, like not even once. And her and and the the thing is like because her accuracy is so good, she just she's just flipping around like pew 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 pew, and people are just dropping like fucking flies. And you're like, how are you not a robot? Like I don't understand. And then when you actually like see her, they're like interviewing her on this. It's like. um it's like they're interviewing her on Korean television, and then you and then you 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 listen to her talk, and you're like, "Oh, you're incredibly socially awkward and do nothing but sit in front of your computer and play you Overwatch all day." You are a robot. You are a robot. <laughs> oh, I get it. <laughs> Dude, remember earlier when I said I love watching girls kick dudes' asses? I love a strong, independent woman who's gonna kick a man's ass. This girl right here, mm-hmm. she gets that Even badge of she's honor. Totally socially awkward. I don't care. I don't care. She found her steez. She found the things that makes her like happy and Mm -hmm. she went for it and now she's kicking ass. Well, and she's shaming dude bros on the internet, which which is always a source of great pleasure for me. Because they are the worst bros. Yeah. 
Yeah. Oh, God. At least, like, the bros you meet on the street you can walk away from. <laughs> bros on the internet will fucking hassle your ass. Oh, they will yeah. hashtag you to death. Oh. <laughs> well, either way, this game looks really brutal. I've never heard of it, nor oh, have God, I ever it's played so cool. it. It's really new. It just and came I mean, out a few months ago. Shit. Dude, my coworker is so into it. The day he bought it, he came in. He's like, I got to show you this thing I just did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Yeah. It bl- looks really fucking cool. It though. looks amazing. Yeah. Blizzard just dropped that. Um, God, I want to say maybe two or three months ago at most. Mm-hmm. And it's become insanely popular overnight. It's like the it's the new hotness right now, um, particularly in particularly in FPS titles, uh, first person shooters. Mm-hmm. It's like it's killing the market right now. Blizzard did an amazing. So this job, is only apparently. on the uh, this is only on the computer. This is a computer game. No, I, I don't know. I, f- I feel like there is a I feel like there's probably a PS4 Xbox one version of this as well. Right. Uh, but I don't know for sure. I know that it went, she, the this this young this young lady is playing it on a PC. Yeah. Um, but I think there are yeah no there are console versions because when I was at this party the other day, homeboy was playing it on an Xbox One. Poof. Oh, there you go. Okay. Fair enough. So yeah. Um. So yeah, it's out there across it's out there across platforms. Um. Yeah, it looks a lot of fun. I don't know personally. I'm a little burnt out on first person shooters. I do think they're a lot of fun, but. Like so many games, I can only play things like that in like really small doses before I get bored. Oh, I'm I I, I really have no um I have no stamina for games like this. It's it's just too much just going on. Oh, I used to Again, I'm I'm one of these like old school puzzle solvers. You know, mm. I I've like a huge environment. Oh, well, I love a huge environment with several levels to it, where you really mm-hmm. you you spend like an hour and a half on one puzzle trying to sort out what piece to move, what hidden thing you're missing, and it's totally aggravating and frustrating, but so rewarding when you sort it out. Like this whole running around and like just killing multiple people, mm-hmm. I was I, never good at it because yeah, my yeah, accuracy yeah. is really bad. Mine too. I, I'm I'll I'll shoot at you and I will never hit you. Oh, I'm just that that bad, <laughs> especially like sitting on a PC and moving the mouse around and doing like no. Oh, dude, see no. that was that was my jam. See when I played FPS, when I played first person shooters, I never played them on I never played them on consoles because I never had consoles when I was growing up. Uh, my folks were like my my folks were like a dedicated video game machine. No, we're gonna get you a computer that can do other things besides play video games. Yeah, that's fair. And which is yeah, and in hindsight, I'm actually really glad for that because yeah. now I can do like a million different things with a computer and uh, that I would have never been able to do otherwise yeah. uh but i did spend a prodigious amount of time playing first person shooters and um and all you know playing all kinds of games but fps is on the uh on the consoles i always really loved because they um to me like playing playing those on a console is so much more responsive like when you use a mouse and keyboard it's just the the interface is so much more to me just feels so much more responsive and so much faster and a lot more accurate as well um, because the control that you get with the mouse, the kind of micro movements that you can use with the mouse, you just you don't get those with a joystick. You just you just don't. They're not they're not there. I don't you know. You think how people... you're going left, you're going left into the like and down, and you're like, God damn it! Right, right. Well, with the mouse, it's like wherever you move the mouse, that's where you're. Yeah. That's where you go, right? And then for me, I, I'd like for me with those. I know it's a it's it's a pretty unpopular thing, but I like playing I, I like playing first person shooters on PC with a trackball mouse. Like not with a serial mouse. I like I like having my hand like in a fixed place, and then I've got the ball under my thumb, and I can just like because with the ball under your thumb, I can do like these tiny, tiny little like millimeter movements where like I can really just like I can fucking I can follow people so much better. I can track everything so much easier with a trackball because it's so much more precise. The pooch on that. Oh, dude, would totally screw the pooch on that. But there's definitely something to be said for all those long nights where like me and Ashley and Tyson and Jamie Kuchma used to sit down and fucking eat mushrooms and play Quake Three. 
and slay. It was so fun. Eat mushrooms and play. Quake? Oh, we would eat so... mushrooms and play Quake Three and go like full fucking tribal warrior like all night and just play multiplayer all night long. <laughs> that is so not what I want to do when I'm on mushrooms. Oh no. man, I, I, that's like the farthest thing. Like locked in a room. So, no, with a oh, no, dark in a room with Jesus. a computer in front of me. Absolutely not. Oh no, we were, we're doing it on Dreamcast, and so we were doing it on TV. Still, and then Still, we were all yeah. sitting, and we're all like in the room together. I mean, we're not. You know, we're all doing it on one screen, but and okay. then we're all, yeah, I mean, we're all just like high on mushrooms no, and like I, fucking killing each other. I could never stay indoors. <laughs> right? Like, I'm uh, on hallucinogens. Like, I have to outside. be outside. outside. I have to be outside. <laughs> I have to take my shoes off and let me climb a tree. You fucking hippie. Like, dude. <laughs> dude, I just, I, I can't. Now, let's talk about something else. Who cares? So let's talk about this smartwatch for kids. This is so cute. It's so adorable <laughs> and so smart. This cute little watch that you can tell them when to brush their teeth, when to take naps, when mm-hmm. to do anything. So you don't have to parent at all. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I don't know about. I don't no, know about that. I saw this and I thought this was uh, like genius, but it also scares me yeah. in the fact that, like. Okay, I've got nephews. Like years ago, I had nephews when very young. I mean, I still have the nephews, but when they were younger, say, are they still around? <laughs> when they were younger, they're all dead. Like, um, uh, one of my sisters had a had a new phone, and she couldn't figure out how to sort it out. And he, my nephew was like five at the time. He goes, "Mom, let me see it," and he sorted it out for her. <laughs> Shit, five years old, and he sorted it out. And she goes, "How did you know that?" And he goes, "YouTube." Oh, like my so. This goodness. kid had been watching YouTube. So, like, At th- five? this this generation. Yeah, no, I, I got some smart kids in my family. Still, um, that's like that's young. Um, this this is like fully. I don't want to say indoctrinating, but almost brainwashing kids at a very early age to become so thoroughly and fully dependent on tech. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I I like it. It's it's ingenious, and I, there are loads of benefits involved with it, but. This is kind of scary because you are giving this child uh, a piece of equipment that is basically going to govern their life. It kind of freaks me out. Not that we as adults don't have. I mean, what's these, that thing in your pocket again that governs phones. your life? Exactly. Yeah, we rely <laughs> on exactly. it so much. Why okay. start them earlier? And well, and and so like, let's be honest. I mean, you and I grew up in the time of pagers. You mm-hmm. know, back in the nineties. I know, ladies. You remember when phones went color in like 2001? <laughs> I'm like, fuck, I remember okay. a time Magical. before the pager. Okay, so do I. <sighs> okay, but I mean like, this is something that we kind of grew into. I still remember, I mean, growing up as a child and not, you know, having a computer for a while, mm-hmm. you know? Um, nowadays, that is so, at least in the first world, let's be honest, mm. that is such a distant memory for so many people. I mean, I don't know how many times I've seen videos of 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 kids who are my my niece and nephew's age, you know, 14, 15, you know, and they're handed like a razor, you know, like <laughs> you just remember the razor phones? Yeah, everyone and they're like crazy and flip phones and they're like, oh, well, how do you do? Oh, you have to type everything. Well, how do I get, I can't get on the internet. Well, wait, what about a picture? Oh, do? the resolution's horrible. How do I use, no. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know what the worst was? Is I had a kid ask me, why did they call it hanging up? <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. That was awful for me. <laughs> that's, uh, that's kind of big. <laughs> wow. Because yeah, oh I know God. God, like in their lifetime, it's all been like cell phones. They've never fucking... seen a phone hung up on a wall or, or to a home unit oh at all. Oh, my God. Like, you... and they don't know why they call it hanging up. That's genius. I oh, I'm so old. <laughs> Did that oh, hurt man. a little? Oh, yes. Hurt? yes. 
was like I was like right in the walker. All like, oh, right. Oh. Well, I saw in a preview for Neighbors too how the girl was like, "Haha, you can't call the cops," oh, yeah. and ran with the cord phone and found like <laughs> fucking old people. Like that's no, where we no, are okay. right now. She's like running away with the phone and like it trips her up. She's like, "Oh, old people technology." <laughs> <laughs> she didn't realize she's like I got your phone and she's holding the receiver and it's connected it's so to the wall good. but she didn't realize that I grew up with a wall mounted rotary phone and a party line anybody I remember the party line of course I remember the party line yeah that's what's up the party call, oh, call yeah. the number and be like hey what's going on it was uh, like it was a chat room for phones. Yeah. So, yeah. B- okay, what happened was I lived out in the middle of bumfuck nowhere. Okay. And so uh, it was basically the Alaskan tundra. So for as much- <laughs> She's from the land it, of the Palins. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> fuck that bitch. <laughs> fuck that cunt. Right in anyway, her dumb let's, fucking- let's Right in her dumb bobblehead. Yeah. Let's not I even go there. I hurt, hate her. <laughs> I hate her so you so lived much. in the middle of about fuck nowhere. So uh, yeah. anyway, so it just took so much effort to get phone lines out to where we lived that they basically were like, you you get one phone line. So it was like me and like five of our neighbors. So if you picked up the phone and you put it to your ear and you could hear your neighbors on the phone, you're like, well, I can't make a phone call right now. I'm gonna hang that up and wait for like, half an hour. Was this like 1945? Fuck you. <laughs> I remember, More like the early one, 90s. I remember my yeah. household like picking up the phone in the other room of the same house and yeah, having yeah, that same problem, idea. but yeah, not no. five households. Yeah, that no, it was like it was everybody creepy. on our road. <laughs> oh man. I remember oh my God. listening to my brother's conversation because I had a crush on all of his friends naturally. And so oh I was just no. an eavesdrop on surprised. all of the stuff. Yeah, you can't do that not now surprised. with cell phones. See, no, kids, this is what you're missing out on. Oh, no, it's just the government eavesdropping on us now. Well, again, that's not fun. (laughs) Well, it is for the government. I hope someone's masturbating to all my phone conversations. (laughs) Oh, hey. Lord. (laughs) But getting back to this this whole smartwatch deal, it still scares me. Yeah, I mean. Freaks me out. I think at the end of the day with something like this, it really comes down, like so many things with parenting, it really comes down to the individual family and the individual parents and their relationship with their kids. This is just an object. That's all it is. It's just a, it's it's just an object. It's just a piece of technology. It's a tool. Just like it's just a tool. Just like your smartphone is a tool. Just like these computers that we're surrounded by are tools. So on and so forth. It's all about how you use them, how you're raised to use them, and what kind of dependencies are fostered within your family um, as a child by your parents, and what kind of examples your parents are setting to you. Because um, like. I put this link up in the in our Facebook group and then Ashley saw it and was like, this is the shit. Yeah, I want to yeah. get this for my kids, for kids because my kids would love this and they would use it so well because I would I would ensure that they would. Mm-hmm. Um, and but I can definitely see there being a lot of being a lot of parents who. Yay, I can take a step back. Right. They'd be like, oh, I can just program all the I can just program all the shit into my kid's phone and then I you know, into my kid's little smartwatch deal and I can just walk away and they can just handle their own business and I can go back to, you know, watching Game of Thrones. <laughs> I mean, 
mean, it would be handy dandy if they had like a little tracking device and for people getting kidnapped or something. Sure I guess. I, yeah, it wouldn't it surprise me if there was the like features. a little chip in there. Well, it's the well. I mean, there there might there there might very well be. This isn't actually this isn't actually out for the public yet. They're still in. They're they're still trying to raise money on Kickstarter for it. Oh yeah. But they've done a hell of a job so far. There's 21 days left in the Kickstarter, and they've already raised over half a million dollars when their original goal was 50 grand. Holy shit! Half a million. Fifty grand. Wow. Se- Fifty grand seed money, and they've already raised over half a million. That's exciting. With over with over five thousand backers, they so shouldn't have any problem? They should not have any problems getting this out. I feel like this is probably gonna cat. This is probably gonna catch on. I don't know how well necessarily, but uh, it's probably gonna do pretty well at least yeah. from the outset. The whole thing is backed by an app that will go on a parent's your yeah. on the, the smartphone of the parents, so they can program stuff. But then the kids also apparently with the with this thing have a little bit of autonomy themselves as far as as far as what they can do to sort of program things as well so it's going to kind of teach them about basic interfaces and stuff like that and mm-hmm. the thing is man whether we like it or not this is the way of the future and we were talking about this yeah. earlier in the first segment Harrison before you got here about there's this you know the website uh, code.org who is incorporated who's who's working to start incorporating Star Wars characters into their computer cur- computer science curriculum which oh, yeah. is for K through 5 students yeah for elementary school students, so we're already teaching. We're already teaching the babies how to code. So this becomes one more thing to sort of get kids technologically savvy. Well, let's be early. honest. I mean, computers aren't going to go away. No, you know, this this is this no. is where technology currently stands. And in ten years, it'll be vastly different, just mm-hmm. like it was ten years ago. Right. And ten years before that, and you know, I mean, it's something like eighteen months. Every eighteen months, we take like a giant leap in computing power and when the next processing iPhone comes out, all the craziness that happens and every leap and bound, it's like it doubles and it triples and it quintuples and it just, I mean, it goes further and further. So this isn't going away. Uh, the only thing I worry about is, you know, I mean, society is already really dysfunctional. And there are a ton of people sitting in darkened rooms having conversations and living their lives, you know. Um, Luckily, and, those people won't procreate. Well, yeah, <laughs> but I mean, you know, they may, you know, I mean, there's all kinds of like unions between people on, on different, true. you know, uh, websites and stuff like that. And people date for years and then they finally meet, you know, and then get married and then, you know, have a bunch of other closeted Or they kids. finally realize they've been catfished. Well, yeah, or, yeah, there's <laughs> that too. So I don't know this, I mean, I, I definitely... This is inevitable, but I mean, it, it again, it worries me. You know, there are so many, so many people, I mean, at our age bracket and younger who are so fixated on technology every day in and out. I mean, every time you go into a very populated place, people are just like doing this. I mean, throngs of people sitting together, looking down at their phones. The, they're, oh, damn it. And I hate to bring this up because I don't remember the photographer's name, but there's a guy who did a bit of an expose in New York recently and he took a bunch of pictures and he just went out in the public and he, and he socialized with his friends and his family and he took pictures of them engaging mm-hmm. with their phones. So there's pictures of like the, the his three nephews and they're all sitting there looking down, and then there's you know some people at uh, you know dinner and most of them are sitting looking down. But the thing is, is what he does is he removes the electronic items from the image, so it you just see them staring at their empty hands. So they all look like they're praying. They all look well. No, they're not all doing <laughs> this. They're all holding a device like we do or like this mm-hmm. or whatever. So the idea is to take the object out. To see what everything else is going on around, and and it was it was kind of a really poignant piece. And damn it, if I don't remember the the the, the name, I'm going to find this again. And I'm going to throw Send it up on it a to future me docket. Do that. yeah. I will. Yeah, I and and it it's well. all shot in black and white. Nice. So it has a kind of a, an old noir feel to it, mm-hmm. which I absolutely love. But I mean, it 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 really highlights 
and I'm totally guilty of this. I spend so much time on my phone. God. As do you. Uh, as as yeah, eh, we're all kind of guilty. Do you. I mean, we're all guilty, you know, to another degree, uh, from one degree or another. And I, I mean, I know there are some people out there who are are, are really really bad. And, and and I think about all my nieces and my nephews. And like, I've got a phone. I just recently got a tablet. I have a laptop. But I mean, my nieces and nephews, they all have phones. They all have laptops and they all have iPhones and iPads. And like, you know, my nieces, like six different devices, you know, I mean, it's and it's ridiculous. So I don't, it's 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 really cool. It was inevitable. It was going to happen. And I'm a, I'm I'm a, I'm a proponent of it. Absolutely. You know, uh, getting kids integrated into tech and, and, and really this is where society's going. So doing coding and other important things like this is jumping is in front essential. of it. But for wise kids to decisions. Be. But yeah, it's, you know, putting, slapping some electronic piece on your, your three-year-old's arm to tell them it's time to take a bath or, you know, go brush your teeth or it's mealtime or, you know, go outside and play for an hour. It just kind of scares me because A, we're, we're getting kids hooked on technology earlier and B, there are enough absentee parents out there in the world that this just gives a further separation between parent and child. Because you can basically program your child what to do throughout the day and then just let them go. At the same time, though, on the flip side of that, when it comes to when it comes to the way that parenting has changed over the last over the last like 20 or 30 years, there are a lot of absentee parents out there. But then there's also been this huge surge. I'm sure you guys have probably heard about this before, but there's this huge upsurge in what they're what's colloquially colloquially referred to as helicopter parenting. Yeah, which is where which is where parents are like always way too involved. hovering around yes. way too involved yeah and what i think and that's you know that that's this it's this could also be bad for them though yeah it's it's this reaction to yeah it could but it could also kind of help kids cut help kind of help parents maybe cut the cord a little bit too yeah. um because of the fact that then you can you can just you know it's it's you just kind of set it forget Here's it Here's your expectation. Right? You have to come. You have to meet them. Mm-hmm. I expect you to do it. And I'm not going to be there to hold your hand when you're brushing your fucking teeth. Right. And maybe that can help break kids, break, break parents maybe. out a little bit. I don't yeah. know. Again, it's all how you use the tool. Mm-hmm. you have a story idea, constructive criticism, or just want to troll us a little, please visit the About Us tab at echoplexmedia.com. There you'll find links to Twitter, Facebook, and our YouTube page. And now, back to the show. Everyone tune in Sunday nights for The Plex, hosted by producer Dave, fucking Harrison, sometimes Randall Aubrey, no longer former producer Steven, and The Peanut Gallery. to something that Harrison was saying though know, about about all this kind of stuff um, 
when it comes to when it comes to the internet, um, I think we can all probably acknowledge at this point that the internet was totally a singularity moment in society. The development of the the development of the internet, specifically the specifically the development of HTML and of the sort of modern web browser technology that we have today, um, has completely changed the world. Yeah, it's completely changed the way that we communicate. Mm-hmm. It's completely changed the way that our society structures and organizes itself. And then when you the next the next big thing that sort of re- that 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 really took that to the next level was the rise of social media. Because social media allows us to form relationships so much, e- you know, with with vast groups of people, excuse me, in so many quick and easy ways, right? And to me, this this strikes me very much as we are entering into the next stages of human evolutionary development. We talked on a previous show about like about the about something similar to this where it was like i i really feel like man like mankind as a species has reached peak physical evolutionary development physical specifically mm-hmm. we because of because of the fact that our brains have evolved faster than our bodies have at this point and because of that our brains have allowed us to take control and command of any environment that we choose mm-hmm. And so that's allowed us to that's that's allowed our physical evolutionary development to take pause. We don't have to we can go live anywhere on this planet now and not just survive but thrive yeah. and propagate as a species yeah. and become and be comfortable, you know, comfortable enough anyway. You know, we can live in we can we can go in we have, there there are people living in Antarctica yeah. right now on scientific expeditions. Of Antarctica. There are people who like live on the edges of volcanoes where mm-hmm. the temperature is like you know we were talking about the other day on the on the last show about how like there are people living in Iran where like Iran has the hottest temperatures on the planet right now where the perceived temperature is about 160 degrees Fahrenheit during the daytime. Actual temperature is about 120. It's fucking ridiculous, but people thrive. There's thriving societies and stuff That's there. Scary. We don't, our physical evolution is pretty much done at this point. There will probably be more over time, but it's going to be. We'll probably de-evolve. Well, then that's the thing is what, what's happening is as our physical evolution has stopped, our mental evolution and our intellectual evolution has skyrocketed mm. in the last like 200 years, ever since the industrial revolution. Mm. With the development of modern technology, first with steam, then with coal, then with oil, then with electric, you know, and then with electricity and everything coming along that, the modern age of computing, sure. manufacturing, so on and so forth. We've been able to do more with less energy because we've been able to create things that can do it for us. And that has allowed us to sort of pivot our, 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 uh, evolutionary development towards other areas. And then when you bring the internet into this, when you talk about us as a social species, right, we are moving with something like the internet. We are moving slowly towards mass consciousness with something with, with, with the age of the internet where we are, we are slowly moving towards like merging our consciousness with, that of everyone else around us by breaking down all these walls like social media forces us to sort of break down these walls that these intellectual walls that separate us whether we even can acknowledge that or not and yeah that's fraught with a lot of problems along the way but this is like if you fast forward this like 500 years so you fast forward social media and the internet like 500 years we're gonna like be part of a fucking like mass collective consciousness like 
So a lot of what you're talking about, especially with like the the fact that we're evolving mentally, it's not so much uh, an interior mental evolution because our brain capacity hasn't gotten any stronger. Mm-hmm. Our, our, we're not suddenly becoming more intelligent as a species. We're not being able to solve problems faster. We're not all suddenly becoming Einsteins. Mm-hmm. We're not becoming more intelligent, but we have found ways we're evolving socially. We're evolving mm-hmm. as a as a collective group right. in that way with things like the industrial revolution and mm-hmm. and computers. And so I absolutely agree with you. It's like we're we're building, which is it's it's an interesting place to be mm-hmm. because of our evolution is taking a different track. We're not evolving as a species. We're evolving as a culture. Yeah, it's the cultural it's the cultural evolution that's taking place. And I think in terms of <clears throat> In terms of the, in terms of this, it's, yeah, it's culture, it's, it's cultural, but it, it is also, it's, in, it's intellectual, not in the sense that like our brains aren't physically developing for us to be smarter, but our ability to innovate and to build upon our innovations, how that's affecting our cultural revolution is going to affect our intellectual evolution, I think, in time on a physical plane. Especially as we start to work towards incorporating um, things oh, like communication a, with biotechnology. You also had uh, the the like the there was the artificial intelligence, and then there was also the amplified the intelligence. Amplified intelligence. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Amplified intelligence. It's like I mean we're we're this we're this close to putting the fucking chip in our heads. I'm down at this point. I'm down. I've been wanting it since I was a kid. Like fuck it. Since the Matrix. Yeah, like I said, I don't like people. I just want to be online. Like fuck it. You know, just put my brain in a jar and plug a bunch of diodes into it. I don't need this body. This body's fat and hairy. I don't need it. Getting on to the, uh, back to uh, all this, this integration of uh, chips into our brains and all of that and whatnot. And pairing that with what you said about having a collective consciousness. Mm-hmm. All I hear is, uh, you know, resistance is futile. You will be assimilated. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, it, it, it you know. Okay, I mean, are we are we destined to become Borg in two hundred years? Is that what you're saying? I, I think it might take longer than that to get quite that far. Yeah. Well, I mean, think of the leaps and bounds that we made in a hundred years from yeah. nineteen hundred to two thousand. Yeah, I mean, to get to Borg though, I don't know. Well, think about I the know leaps there's exponential that we growth, made. Yeah. exponential growth, but uh, I don't know. I don't know if we'll be at Borg in our lifetime. We're still a bit of a ways we? off. We, Maybe not, but we're we're still a we're still a bit of a ways off at this point when it comes to the merging of of things like biotechnology and telecommunications. Sure, um, we're not we're not there yet. Um, the it's like we talked about with the amplified intelligence thing in the last episode. That guy who who uh, we were sourcing from in that in that article, everything that he was saying is essentially speculative. Yeah, there's no physical stuff really backing this up yet. Anything that anybody's tried to do with stuff like amplified intelligence has right now been with like performance enhancing drugs and okay. things like that. And those have proven to largely be yeah. ineffective um, or God, if not, if not ineffective, just not terribly effective at all. Um, and then above and beyond that too, when they do reach a point where they can successfully start to integrate some of this, some of this stuff together, it's going to be fraught with a lot of problems along the way. And then there's a lot of moral and ethical considerations and a legal framework that has to be established around all this in order to be able to do testing. Cause past a certain point, the only way you can really find out for sure whether this stuff is actually going to work is to test it on human subjects. And yeah. we all know how squicked out people will get by that. Some people, unless they're named Randall Aubrey. I mean, I'm like, like, 
ra- waving their hand when he. I'm like, I respectfully volunteer yeah, to be and, an evil, and, and to see, be a supervillain. There will and there be are some. A lot of people, honestly, yeah. I'm sure, and it'll go back to a lot of these 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 people well, sitting. Basically. Nobody really wants to be part game. of the producer beta. Dave. Everybody yeah. wants to try to couple like steps in where they're yeah. like, okay, we've already gotten out most of the big kinks. Yeah. So you're not gonna have seizures, but you know, you you may get like weird voices in the back. You of your might head. get megalomania. Yeah, yeah. A little bit. Yeah. And but, be smart enough to do something with but it. But you can download <laughs> all of the old school Godzilla episodes and watch them right into your brain. <laughs> right into your brain. So there's that, you know. I would love to be plugged directly into Google. Mm. That no. would be that would be so handy. Scare it would me. just be you know, I mean, I'm already pretty plugged directly right into Google at this point. No, I, I wouldn't mind having like, you know, Netflix, like, you know, small screen. It's just like right here. Yeah, you're just chilling right here. And like, all I have to do is glasses. like focus on it. Yeah. And then the just, poof, you know, I mean, it, it totally, it consumes everything. And then I've got like little speakers piped. Like, I'm cool with that. Harrison's just watching Supernatural. It's just right here. Mm, fuck that. I'm watching. Ugh. You guys, none of you are Orange's New Black fans, are you? I am, but I haven't caught up fully on the yeah, latest. This, I've this never last watched season. It. <sighs> you know, everyone I don't know would... what that means. This this last season that was the feels noise. That was the feels noise. <laughs> oh, it looks a little like disappointment. That's the name of the oh, episode. <laughs> you know, that was the feels noise because I made the feels noise several times when we okay, talked about Game of Thrones. No, I mean, it, it, if you guys haven't had a chance to get into Orange Is the New Black, and this is like kind of my final note on this episode here, um, you guys should definitely give it a go because they just finished the fourth season. And we just lost a very prominent character. Oh. Don't say that. I haven't caught up yet. Well, I didn't say who. He's not going to yeah, name drop. I'm not name dropping, like but anticipating I was, it. I was really, 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 really just and... like, well, good. It was going to happen. And, you know, form, uh, you know, formulaically speaking, eventually somebody gets killed unless it's Game of Thrones, and then it's like every third episode. Yeah. You know, but like this, like nobody. Oh, did you see the meme that George Martin put out where he's like, "Oh, you guys like Lyanna Stark or uh, Lyanna Mormont, do you?" Duly noted. Winky face, winky emoji. <laughs> oh. oh, that's so the, the, sad. The, the, the young girl, yeah, yeah, yes. oh. Mormont. That's uh, so bad. I fucking love it. Oh no. Anyways, right. you guys should watch Orange Is the New Black. That's so cruel. Okay, now duly, I'm gonna do that when I get home. Watch duly Orange Is the It's very as good. As soon as I finished Agents of Shield season three. Yeah, Stephen was watching that, and I just can't. I still can't get into it. Uh, I can't either. But it's on Netflix, so I mean, I'll yeah. give it a go at some point, maybe. It's easy. It's easy to digest. Yeah, I don't know. It's not Joss's best work. No, it's not. It's it looks like way. cheesy. Anywho, yeah. all right, let's 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 fucking jump ship here, ladies and gentlemen. I'd like to thank you once again for listening to Face for Radio. We really appreciate you, all point five of you that follow us on a regular basis. Yeah. That's you know statistical analysis of our of our metrics. There's we have point five listeners. I'm pulling that straight. Out I, of my know right I know now. you are. I know you are because I've 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 seen uh, I've, I've his seen, asshole. I, I, no, well, <laughs> no, no, no. But I've I've seen some of the. Uh, I've seen other parts of me. Yeah. Oh Lord, <laughs> let's not talk about that. <laughs> that tight pink iris. <laughs> okay, there's the name of the show. The tight, tight pink, pink iris. iris. <laughs> Look at a picture of some little old lady. <laughs> Oh, just puckering up with pink, know, like with her. pink hair, making yeah, just, making just a kissy face, <laughs> just like tight pink iris. There you go. I mean, that won't be hard to find. Oh, yes, goodness. I speak for my hetero life mate here. Um, thank you for joining Face Radio and sticking with us. Here's to here's to a happy fall where I can stop working as much and uh, we can dive uh, a bit more fully. 
at least I can dive a bit more fully into the production of all of this going on. So thank you very much for listening to another riveting episode of Face Radio. Sarah Monster just showed me tight pink iris. Jesus, can you Christ. send me that picture? How you how you found that that quick? Because did Google. you type in Thank old you, lady Google. in pink hair? Do you see why I want the chip in my head? Because right now I could be like hosting the show and just be like looking up into the upper right hand corner and have typing like with my e. eyes. Moments where we do data transfer like this, we just touch fucking fingers. a just touch fingers and just be like, <laughs> and then it's like right here. <laughs> yeah, absolutely oh right there. We just have little encoders on our fingertips here. Dude. So we just like, hey, have you seen this? Wait. Oh, wow, that's so cool. <laughs> right, I'm telling you. get a little eye flutter shit. and then, whoop, okay, cool. All right. I'm totally taken out of the Matrix when, when Trinity calls, uh, what's his fucking says, I, I need to know how to hotwire, blah, 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 whatever. Anyway, so. Yeah, was, no, that would, was, that would be the shit. Either of you like to say goodbye? Sweet dreams, everyone. Night, bitches. <laughs> that's right. Good, good night, bitches. <laughs> Once again, thank you all so much for listening. This is Facebook Radio. Have a wonderful fucking evening. On a dusty road called No One's Home All threads and tangled dreams Which is worth their fingers
Shake, shake your brittle bones, my dear. Ah, ah.